0: That I have no clue for. listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week we're continuing our Star Trek miniseries and we're discussing J.J. Abrams and company's Kelvin universe. My name is Dan and I've recently tried to stop biting my fingernails
1: for the first time in my life and it's not going great. My name is Jeff and I don't remember what I got on the SATs. Oh you don't? No, I took it twice because uh, I did real bad in math, mm-hmm. and the second time I took it, I got the same score in math and did better in English. <laughs> um, and none of it mattered anyway. And they also don't score it the same way anymore, so right. nothing so matters. It doesn't mean much. So listen up, kids. If you're doing anything in school, don't worry. Hmm. I remember <laughs> you'll either mine... do good or you won't. Nothing matters. I remember mine because it was
0: right in the sweet spot between average and above average, just where I like to be. Ooh.
1: Have you been dipping your fingers into, like, uh, bitter stuff? Like, they make that for, like, babies, no, I think. No, I haven't gone that far because, honestly,
0: it's not a huge deal for me. But <laughs> I said
1: babies, but I meant dogs.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I've just been trying to use willpower, which I'm learning more and more that I don't have much
1: of. So. See, I say that too to people who bite their fingernails. I'm like, just stop. But huh. then I'm like, if somebody told me to just stop cracking my knuckles, I would be like, I don't know how. Right? I I can't I can't stop and I won't stop and it'll never happen. Yeah, I just crack them all the time. There's um, no grip. But
0: here here's the worst thing is like in the beginning, stopping yourself from biting your nails for like the first few days is easy because there's not much nail to bite. So you're just like, okay. But then once those suckers start getting good, you know, long, you're like, "Ooh, that's a nice juicy one. I want to tear that well, off right." When now. I
1: was when I was a kid, you know, like my mom would cut my fingernails. But then when I was you know, a little bit older and I should be doing it myself, I was like, "I'm afraid I'm going to cut myself." So I would just peel them off with like yeah. my fingernails. Um, but I, I was never really into biting them. And uh, well,
0: Jeff, I'm gonna like well, having a, a having secret. a
1: mustache, but having real quick, um, having yeah. a mustache, I always play with it and part it. And when COVID started, I was like, I can't do that anymore. So, like, yeah, it was very difficult to just not touch your face. But what's what's your secret?
0: Most nail biters are really only nail bite starters and then peelers. So when I bite my finger, oh. I, I actually only, like, bite the corner and then I peel the rest. If you're, oh, like, wow. biting that's, the whole nail all the way with your teeth, you're, crazy. you're, you're an absolute psychopath.
1: <laughs> just carry clippers with you and then you can just snip them so you don't have to bite them.
0: Well, it's. Not I'm coming
1: bad. up with solutions that aren't easy for people to do.
0: Yeah, you're like just just make more money. That's a good one.
1: <laughs> just stop worrying about everything. Yeah. You just don't pay your bills. Who cares? Yeah. As I said, nothing matters anymore. You're kind of good at that. I am very
0: not good at that. Letting things go is my weakness. I'm actually on medication for it.
1: Um, I'm. I was better at it before having a human. I had to make sure was okay, and now I'm terrible at it. And I just yeah. hold everything inside.
0: Like twenty five year old Jeff was like, "I'll pay my registration someday." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, growing up, in the words of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs>
1: This is the part of the show that if you don't want to hear it, you can skip, read the show notes. You can hear us talk about the Kelvin timeline, but I know that this part of the show is very fun for a lot of people and some people probably turn off after this. I would assume it's talking ourselves into where we tell each other and the audience a little bit of what we're talking ourselves into this week. Fortunately, Jimmy is not with us anymore. He has passed on. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. He's here. Uh, He's just busy this summer. And it's just Dan and I. So he will not be talking himself into anything. He's talking himself out of being on this podcast. Please come back so I don't have to edit. Um, So, Dan, we haven't recorded in a couple months. And there's one that's been on my list for a long time. And I do want to talk about it. But there's also another one that's come up in the last two days that I'm very much into. So I will let you decide. Should I tell you the one that has been on the list for two months or should I tell you the brand new one? Tell me the brand new one because there's a chance the two
0: month one might be mine as well.
1: The, if the two month one is yours, I will be astounded. Oh, okay. Um, then it's not what I was thinking. Alright, so you're still going with the new one? Give me both, Jeff. Just give them make give me I'm two quick, give quick him, hitters. You know what? Jimmy Jimmy's not here. I'm going with both of them. I'm taking Jimmy's slot. Do it. So the new the new one and this one, I am so I got into immediately is Dolly mini. Okay. Do you know what this is, Dan? Sure. Don't. Okay. I know I texted you guys some, and I posted a bunch on Twitter, but there, somebody made a program um, called Dolly. Oh, I know mini, what it is now. Yeah. And I didn't it know is AI generated artwork, and it is astounding and frightening and hilarious. And, And I love every single thing about it. Mm. So you put in a term, anything you want to see in the world. And then the computer will take a few minutes. It'll look on the internet and say, okay, these images associated to these words look like this. I'm going to give you nine options of, of what I think that you're trying to look for. And it is, first of all, the faces, everything is Uncanny Valley. So if you're not a fan of Uncanny Valley, do not do this at all because things just don't make sense and it, it'll, it'll make you feel uneasy, even the good ones. Um, so I did some pretty great ones. The first one I tried was Barbara Bush because I was like, that's kind of funny. And they gave me images of Barbara Bush and she looks like a burn victim and it, they're oh. terrifying. It's absolutely frightening. And then I did Joe Biden riding a dinosaur. And it's absolutely hysterical. And you can see these on Twitter. I posted them. J E F F F F two Seven. It's Jeff with five F's the number twenty seven. Um, I posted a bunch of them and I've just I have a group chat going and we're just like rapid speed blasting them back and forth to each other. Even some on Twitter. One of them was Anne Frank done in the style of Lisa Frank. And it looks like Anne Frank made by Lisa Frank. Nice. It's it's so fu- I can't put into words how funny it is, but like One of these, Walt Disney making pizza with a baby. You have Hmm. Walt Disney, you have a baby in black and white because there's only black and white images of them. And the pizza, they're making a pizza. and The pizza's like a pepperoni pizza, this one. It's in color, but the faces are blurred. I can only describe the faces as people you see in dreams. Hmm. You know, when you're like, oh, like a faceless person came up to me. It's like that. Um, Pikachu performing surgery at a concert. That's Pikachu He's performing surgery and he's having a great time. (laughs) Let me tell you something. And so then there's a lot of funny ones too. And a lot of people, you know, like I put, um, I, I, I did, once I did the baby one with Walt Disney, I was like, I want to see if I can get something terrifying. So I typed an evil baby smiling while juggling severed heads. It didn't do the severed heads part, but evil baby smiling while juggling is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Um, there's just so many. I've, I've done probably over a hundred of them. Um, and Jeff, <sighs> they they've never failed to disappoint me. And yes,
0: to celebrate this, talking yourself into while you've been talking, I was on Dolly Mini. I gave it a prompt, and I'm about to send you the results right now.
1: Oh my god, I cannot wait. While you're sending the results. Um, I did one last night called Giraffe in a Top Hat Eating a Hot Dog. It was the most accurate one that I've ever received. That one um, Adam, inspired me, Jeff. Oh, my God. Because
0: what you're going to see when you open oh, up the text Oh,
1: message. oh, dude. Captain Kirk eating a hot dog. It's Captain Kirk, and he's eating a hot dog.
0: <laughs> How great is that? They all came out, it's came out so wonderful.
1: It's so great. Oh, man. there's Yeah, they're so good. And, like, Adam West's Batman Gardening – He's so proud of his garden. It's just so good. Um, The Pope skateboarding is another good. I could go on for literally an hour. This is like the greatest thing. So also, I have a theory because I love conspiracy theories. Another one I did was aliens building the pyramids, and it looks very factually accurate. So that's cool. Um, I don't think that this is AI generating art. I think this is a search engine into an alternate dimension, and every image we see is (laughs) absolutely real. And you can't argue me because prove it.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because some things like are so close, but other things like in this one, like Kirk is clearly wearing like what appears to be the Starfleet uniform. But if you look at the crest on his chest, it's not accurate. It's like an amalgam of different
1: like, yeah, like things meld. Like I did Boris Johnson getting a haircut mm -hmm. and the results were amazing, but there was one where Boris Johnson was giving Boris Johnson a haircut. Oh, Um, and things don't always like I put in, I I was like, okay, it gets like nouns and famous people, but what if you put in an emotion? So I put in loss and it looks like every single like tool album cover you've ever seen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I put in, um, murder and it was just like weird shadowy figures and hands. I did sex and it is uh, very strange. It is very, (laughs) It is very erotic and it, it, it got the vibe of sex. It's mm. just um very off putting. It's such a such a cool little feature. And I'm glad that I can help make it learn so that one day, you know, AI will take over um everything and it'll create art. Like it already creates music, right? They did those things yeah. where they like put in a whole bunch of Nirvana. Yeah, it's just it's it's a very funny, um, interesting app. So yeah, Dan, I'm gonna point, let you go. Yeah, I'll I'll I'm jump gonna, in for I'm the gonna, middle one. Then we'll come back to you. But at this yeah, point, I'll take a breather.
0: The the AI really can't do worse than we're doing. Like, let's just give it
1: over to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. One hundred percent agree. I love this stuff. Like, one, of, I'm not really like an art person, but there was this guy who did a series of paintings in the mid twentieth century called the Screaming Popes, and it's just like he took like the official pope paintings and Uh they're like he just made them like scream and they looked really eerie and uncanny valley and they were like these like bright purples and yellows and blacks and i love the series of art and, like, I wanted to name a band the Screaming Popes and stuff. And, like, that vibe, that unsettling, weird, creepy vibe that he put into paint is everything that you get from Dali. Like, yeah. even if you just put in, like, a famous person. I put in Weird Al Yankovic, and it just gave you, like, these weird Salvador Dali or Picasso or, like, weird um, abstract portraits of famous people.
0: Yeah. So, Jeff, this week I'm talking myself into something that was timely for me like a week ago. Um, At this point, it's a little (laughs) outdated. And by the time people are hearing this, it's going to be very outdated. Uh, It did not burn up the cultural zeitgeist as much as I had hoped it would because I really enjoyed it. And that's inside the outtakes. Yeah, um, that was really good. I got into
1: that pretty hard.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you're a fan of our podcast, you know that we like, um, well, some of us more than others like, actually love inside by Bo Burnham the Netflix special and the songs yeah um, I think
1: we all love it equally it's pretty yeah, it's
0: pretty uh great. it's high art. it's pretty incredible and um, yeah the more I analyze the through structure of that um, special and just like what Bo Burnham was able to say about pandemic and about an- anxiety and stuff like that is pretty pretty incredible. And so, I guess last week at this point, maybe the week before, was the one-year anniversary of Inside, and he dropped, very surprisingly, a special on YouTube called Inside the Outtakes, which are very much things that he recorded for Inside that made the cutting room floor, or didn't make the cutting room floor, along with some new stuff, um... Just because he really likes playing with the format of where the special is. The fact that it's on YouTube, he's he's got fake um, YouTube generated ads um, and he messes with you by overlaying fake skip this ad links. And I, like I,
1: loved, I love the special for two reasons. The first reason is because it's a behind the scenes of how I made Inside, which I loved and I thought was made brilliantly um, and it's great. And just, like, there's an album's worth of new songs that we haven't heard that are just absolutely killer. Yeah. And at first, you're like, how can you drop, like, you know, 1985 or five years or the chicken from, like, your special? These songs are so good. But I get it because, you know, it didn't fit into the structure of the story he was telling. Yeah. But, like, some of these songs are great. They are really good and clever. Um, So. So, Jeff, I've been listening to this Spotify-exclusive
0: podcast called Dissecting, which analyzes basically like an album at a time. Um, They go track by track. And right now they're doing Inside, and so they're analyzing the whole special. And one thing that I didn't realize, I guess people know this, um, but that Inside follows a traditional three-act story. Like So as much as it seems autobiographical and it seems like a diary of sorts – it is very structured. Um Oh the, for sure. To the point where when the clock strikes midnight on turning thirty, that is the exact to the second midpoint of inside. So oh. it's uh not only is it the midpoint of the film, like the turning point, like where Um, the first half is more about analyzing Bo's world things. It's observational. It's things about the pandemic. It's things about, you know, uh, social media and stuff like that. The second half is a lot more interior about his own struggles with anxiety and depression and all that. So anyways, that's the turning point. It's at exactly midnight. So when you think about that, in order to keep that at the exact midpoint, he would have had to be very careful in his editing. And I think that's why a lot of these
1: things were omitted. Right. Or, um, you know, you have to put, like, extra silence or extra long scenes. Exactly. Um, or cut things. Well, yeah, no, I, I get why he cut it. But, like, I'm glad that he did release um, the new songs because they're really good. Like, I I listen to it when I mow the lawn, when I'm in the shower, just at work in the back. Because even, like, just the music itself is good. Yep. Um and, Jeff. You know, you start out here hearing my name being chanted for three minutes. Yeah.
0: Jeffrey. Yeah. As
1: like a, uh, what do they call that? A monk, uh, like droning.
0: Yeah, like a Gregorian chant. Yes, thank you. Um, has any song ever captured our feelings more than, are they really going to make us vote for Joe
1: Biden? That's the first one I saw, because he released it as like a uh, TikTok or something. Yeah. And I was like, "God damn, this is this yeah. is the song of my people. This is our generation's theme song. Is that the best case scenario,
0: Joe Biden?
1: Yeah. And and I mean, it's not like it's not like if he released a song a year ago, Trump would have won like seven million people wouldn't have not voted for Joe Biden because they heard a Bo Burnham song. Um, But he did feel that Trump won as a joke, like Trump ran as a president and got as far as he did because it's like. You know, you want to look at the disaster. You want to look at the train wreck. Yeah. You want to see the car that crashed. You want to see if there's a body underneath the motorcycle on the side of the road. And, you know, that's that's kind of why um, Trump got to where he was. I mean,
0: well, I think if you as look far at, as being a celebrity, if you look at the knows. outtakes, most of the stuff that got cut, or a good portion of it are things that are more specific to the the time. And, you know what I'm saying? They're more topical. Well,
1: more topical or just there wasn't a full idea there it's just that was just in that moment he was like i don't want to vote for joe biden like the, the, the song doesn't have you know much to it i think that right. what he says is all you need you don't have to get into specifics about why joe biden sucks we right. all know why joe biden sucks and just but, like the music um, it's a
0: vibe like <laughs> that feeling that emotion is just like enough to tell you everything you need to know yeah but like you said the chicken I think that's a beautiful thesis statement on like it's sort I kind of wish the chicken was in there because it feels like a follow up or like so like the song comedy asks a question it's like is this a good time for comedy can people laugh and like the chicken kind of answers that which is like you can take comedy why did the chicken cross the road and turn it into something more and so that song is special for me
1: yeah, it's it's pretty strange that a song about chicken crossing the road was actually really deep and yeah. got me sad, emotionally. Like I, and it's the closer. I was like, this. I don't feel good now. I'm gonna go take a nap. Yeah. So Jeff, what is the second thing you're talking yourself into? Beep boop boop. That's a transition sound. Um, Dan sent me a file that was three minutes shorter than my file, um, and something happened, and he just didn't record uh, the end of the conversation. Luckily, he didn't say much until the end of the segment, Um, but there are a couple times where it sounds like I'm talking to nobody, and that's why I think that you can still follow what's going along. But thanks, Dan, for that. Beep, boop, boop. (laughs) All right, that's what I'm talking myself into this week. So we did an entire episode like a year and a half ago or whatever on Blink-182 um blink was a and still is a big part of my uh musical life but blink 180 we only did the first 10 years because after that um they did a couple albums that i didn't really care for and then there was member changes and they had a couple more albums that are not good either but i still really dig the first like five records that they did but around like the 2003 self-titled album I was like I don't like this obviously Tom DeLonge wants to go a different way but he's like I have to talk about dicks and farts and being a funny silly teenager skater boy Uh, and then he started a band called Angels and Airwaves which has taken me almost 20 years to get into because that's what I'm talking myself into this week um well this last couple months so on like the Spotify new songs whatever uh release Radar um He had, they had a new album come out in this year. And it was like their first album in like angels and airwaves. Yes. in like seven years or so. And like, I, I tried to get into them before and I just never could. I'm like, this is very pretentious, but, but it's really not. It's not as like high art as I used to think it was. And I was like, Oh, this song kind of, kind of bops. And then like, I, I don't know, he's been doing some interviews. So I, I watched some and I was just like, Oh, he doesn't seem like as big of an asshole or weirdo as I thought he was, you know, when he was doing like all his UFO stuff. And like, let me give this a shot. And I listened to the new album and I was like, all right, I F with this album. I actually really like it. Um, And I, I did go back to listen to some of their older stuff too, but it feels more like what the next Blink album would have been had they stayed together. Um, And like, be... Before neighborhood, so like after two thousand three and before the next one, it feels like when Angels and airwave started so it it does feel like that progression it is there's some punky stuff in it, but it's definitely not and also I think even by doing by doing this podcast, I've been talking to a lot more music that twenty years ago. I've been like, I'm not listening to that stuff um but yeah, it's it's definitely a vibe. it's pretty easily consumable too. Um, it's relatively short and I was at the Danbury fair mall and there's a newberry comics there and they had the record for 20 bucks as like special edition. I was like, I'm gonna get this. So I actually picked it up. Um, and I haven't been Yeah. The newest one, uh, life forms, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And, um, I don't know if I'm upset that I didn't jump on sooner or maybe like this was the way to have done it. Like would I have wanted to wait all these years for like, you know, not mind blowing music, but still music that I like. And I don't know. It's fun going back and hearing this stuff. Like, and as corny as this sounds, like his voice is nostalgic to me. It's comforting, which I also find weird because it's nostalgic for a time that I didn't really care about in my life. (laughs) You know, like I don't want to be, I would like to be younger so that there's more life to live ahead of me, but necessary in that point, I didn't really have anything going on for me, but I guess the thing you have going on for you when you're that age is hope and looking forward to the future. And that it's weird that like hearing his, because his voice honestly hasn't changed that much. It's a little less shrill than it was, but not very. It's still like that. Um, that SoCal accent he has. And in an interview, he said he even threw in one of those, um, like, Where are you? He threw one of those into this album. like, I haven't heard it. Like, it's got to be somewhere. Uh, Maybe it's in another song. But yeah, he's well aware and he thinks it's funny. Um, So yeah, Angels and Airwaves, Lifeforms. I recommend the album. Take that, Jim. The Uh, year is 2000. (laughs) I don't do that. I just talked over
0: you two. Let me start this one. All right. The year is 2009. You son of a gun. (laughs) Uh, This week, Jeff and I are taking you on a voyage to Star Trek, but a different universe. It's the Kelvin universe, guys. It's the three films. Yes. uh, Directed, produced, written, whatever, by J.J. Abrams, Robert Orchie, Alex Kurtman, the usual gang of suspects. Oh, wait, that's not them. They're bad robot. Um Jeff, we're going to keep this one loosey goosey. I think we should just. Very loosey goosey. This whole section is going to be spoiler, right? Everyone's seen these movies if they wanted to. Yeah,
1: I wanted to do an episode on this. And, you know, it was casually referred to as the Kelvin timeline after, like, the first, maybe the second one came out. And then they started marketing that way to differentiate it from the official, like, Star Trek timeline. Yep. But this is. As we've said before, if you listen to our show, this is kind of what pulled me into the franchise. Um, Whether you like it or not, that's where I'm at. Same for Um, me. I went from a guy who
0: had seen a few episodes of Star Trek to a guy who was
1: seeking out more Star (laughs) Trek yeah the the movie came out in 2009 and it's just they completely rebooted and recast um everybody and i was like i'm cool with that because like i'm not close to that series everybody's old now if you want more star trek this is what you're gonna have to do and star trek wasn't on tv um enterprise ended a few years before there was no plans for it to be on tv we wouldn't see another series until after beyond came out um and it was unrelated to this Mm -hmm. um And it it was very successful. I know I saw this in theaters like three times, um, but I also was not expecting it to actually... It was a reboot and a relaunch. Yes. And a continuation all in one. And I think for a sci-fi film with like such a weighted franchise and history behind it, I think they just absolutely nailed it. Um, And that's coming from somebody that was outside of the franchise looking in but i think that it was great. Yeah, i mean probably not like life-changing um for pa- fans
0: who were, you know, big trekkers and had watched every episode and stuff, but great jumping on point for newcomers like Jeff and i. Um just we're, we're not going to get too dialed into the plot. Want to read a, a quick description from this is what Paramount describes the film as. On the day of James T. Kirk's birth, his father dies on his damaged starship in a last stance against a Romulan mining vessel looking for Ambassador Spock, who in this time has grown on Vulcan, disdained by his neighbors for his half-human heritage. 25 years later, Kirk has grown into a young, rebellious troublemaker. Challenged by Captain Christopher Pike to realize his potential in Starfleet, he comes to annoy Academy instructors like Commander Spock. Suddenly, there's an emergency on Vulcan, and the newly commissioned Enterprise is crewed with promising young cadets. You don't have
1: to. You don't have to read all of this, Dan. This is.
0: I got one sentence a left. Uhura, Sulu, Chekov, and even Kirk himself. Thanks to Leonard. McCoy's medical trickery. Together, this crew will have an adventure in the final frontier where the old legend is altered forever as a new version of the legend begins.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of what he said. So you have this like, you know, updated Star Trek that looks good on the eyes. Um, It's the pace that uh, moviegoers in 2009 expected movies to be, Mm -hmm. but then you tie it in with the official you know with leonard nimoy yep he comes back and Spock something Prime. he did yeah something he did affected uh this romulan um that came to this new universe and there was a uh, uh, a shift in the timelines which kind of made like this parallel timeline it was kind of the same universe right
0: yeah but it was, it was, it was a, a branch timeline. off from the main universe because <clears throat> right. nero so, traveled
1: through time So, yes, you have these recastings, but it didn't negate anything that happened before it. Everything that ever happened in Star Trek has happened. And this is another view of it, which you see in Into Darkness. Because, like, we did talk about the motion picture. I've never fully seen The Wrath of Khan. I know what it is. I know the big twist. But Into Darkness takes that and they change it. And I know a lot of people were like, eh? But coming from somebody who didn't see The Wrath of Khan and only knew a little bit about it, I liked Into Darkness a lot. I thought it was, um, it it, did capture the tone of Star Trek 2009, made it a little bit darker, and they took a classic story and twisted it and still, I think, pulled it off. I liked Into Darkness too. It felt like they had a little bit of difficulty,
0: um, trying to up the stakes, um, How can I say this uh, nicely? Let's just say that this film, for me, falls into a subgenre of action films that were a little too heavily influenced by the real-life terror of 9-11 and decided that all movies should be about terrorism. Um, So... It kind of tainted the plot of the movie for me, but I still really like the performances. Um, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great in this movie. Um, also, a lot of people had issues with the marketing because everyone was like, Are you playing con? And they were like, No, this is not a con <laughs> movie. And they were 100% lying. So that was a little strange. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all know J.J. Abrams loves a mystery box, he loves to keep things secret and surprising. Uh, this was kind of the worst kept secret, but. I think if you take all that side stuff out of it, it's still a good, solid, fun movie.
1: Yeah. And the, the twist of, uh, Kirk dying ish. Right. And then Spock being the one to say con. Um, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty good. Yeah.
0: I mean, one thing I want to talk about, I could have mentioned it earlier. You know, we were just going through these pretty quick, but, uh, one thing that this movie was praised on and I haven't seen these movies in a little while, but I question how they're going to hold up in subsequent years is is the design aesthetic. So this is like the Enterprise is very much like the Apple iPod Nano of Starfleet ships, Um, unlike the original series, which was bathed in like these bright chromatic colors and like very like mod, like 60s. Furnishings with wood features and things like that. I
1: think it'll hold up. I think there's it's a good contrast to what we have now um, with Discovery just being shiny and Strange New Worlds being in between the two aesthetics.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. So I think it's... I don't know if it's going to hold up forever, but I think it's going to hold up just as well as the original series, which looks dated. I mean, let's make no bones about it. That looks like they took Don Draper's apartment from Mad Men and put it in space. <laughs> And I'm fine with that. Like, I love that aesthetic. Um, But that was very much, let's take, like, our idea of 1960s futurism and project what we think things will look like. Well, I think J.J. Abrams kind of did the same thing. For him, like, Apple, smooth, sleek, white, reflective surfaces were very much what we were thinking the future would look like. So he just sort of pushed that to the next level. And, uh, yeah, I think you see that in, in... all three of these movies. However, as we segue into beyond, I will say that for me, star Trek into darkness feels more of a piece with star Trek, 2009, whereas beyond feels a little bit zanier. Um, how do you, do you, yeah. would you agree with beyond
1: that? Beyond is. Yeah. And I think a lot of the problem with beyond was the marketing. I don't, I'm just trying to think back to 2016 when it came out. Um, and, it seems like they almost didn't really care about it. Like, the trailers were pretty bad. It was directed by, um, I think, Justin Lin. Yes. He did some Fast and the Furious movies. So, they were going for, like, big action. Mm-hmm. And just the marketing was kind of shit. Um, it, I think it's the weakest of the three. When it came out, like, I liked it. But I was like, it felt almost like an episode. Like, if this was episode three of, like, seven... <laughs> I'd be like, okay, it's fine. It's kind of a shame that this was the last one. I would have loved to see more to see where they go um, after this because it did feel like, okay, you're just on this, you know, side adventure. Um, Jeff, it didn't. Yeah, let me throw an idea out for you and
0: tell me what's your idea. What if this had been the second Star Trek movie, and Star Trek Into Darkness was like made a little bit more with the idea that it was going to be the closing of a trilogy. I think that that would have been paced better because I agree with you. This feels like, for sure. I uh, think so. This feels like a midpoint adventure where it does. Yeah. Into Darkness has a little bit more like gravitas and a little bit more character exploration.
1: And, and I'm so glad that there's a huge like TV universe. But I was really hoping for more of this. And, like, you know, there were rumors Tarantino was going to direct a fourth one. Hmm. Um, But, yeah, I do agree with you the pacing. This doesn't feel like a good way to end the trilogy. Because I think, overall, they're three fun movies. They're three good Star Trek movies. Um, I barely even remember the plot of it. They were, like, on this planet. And Idris Elba was there. He was, like, a Starfleet member that got marooned there. I don't really... I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I remember it looking cool and it being fun and I, I enjoyed it. But uh, well, yeah, my
0: overall takeaways from this it. film are that it's beautiful looking. It's super fun. Like, I don't think it takes itself as seriously. Certainly not as seriously. No, as Into it's, Darkness. it's way.
1: It's definitely campier, which is fine.
0: Yeah. Um, my biggest issue with this is although Idris Elba gives a really good performance and I think he's a cool character I think he's wasted with all these prosthetics like you can't see a facial expression
1: under that shit at all yeah that's that's kind of true I mean we didn't we're just going through this quick but like even the cast like Chris Pine as Kirk I think he pulls off the attitude of Kirk without doing an impression of Kirk which is right. a good thing he's got the cockiness you do- yeah, you don't need to, another William Shatner. Um, Zachary Quinto as Spock, I think, was great. Um, yeah, probably the best Car- best tall of the new I, cast. I would say I, I kind of like him better than whoever's doing Spock on Strange New Worlds as well. I definitely um, do. Yeah. Carl Urban as Leonard McCoy. Fun. Pulled it off great. Zoe Saldana as Uhura. You'll love to see her in anything. Yeah, needs uh, to get Simon, more to do, but great. Same with Simon Pegg, yeah. um, John Cho, Anton Yelchin. Yeah, so this movie was released sadly
0: after Anton Yelchin and um, Leonard Nimoy passed away. So kind of a bit of a down note in its release schedule. Um, but Jeff, there, are, uh, there have been steady talks picking up since December 2019 that a sequel was on its way. Um, looks like the Tarantino stuff is... I mean, let's be honest, probably not going to happen. If it does, it feels like it'll be more of a standalone thing. Like I, I almost at this point wouldn't expect it to take place in the Kelvin universe. Um, but yeah, I'm just reading through some, some like notes. The latest thing I've I've
1: been, I've been reading updates for the last six years because they always talk about bringing movies back. And yeah, the last one on Wikipedia that they hired a director in July of 2021 and there's a release date for December 2023 but nothing is set in stone. Um February 22 it was announced shooting for the film would begin at the end of the year. Okay, so they are going ahead right now with a fourth one. I didn't even know that. Yeah. No,
0: that's what I was saying. It's pretty it's it's pretty solidified. They hired Matt Shakman to direct who is a director that i really like he did a lot of great episodes of game of thrones and he also directed and executive produced wandavision which is a marvel series that i loved
1: so oh I, oh the un the development of star trek 4 has its own wikipedia page look at that Whoa, jeff we're we're wow. doing it guys we're getting
0: a new kelvin
1: wow i'm excited know. i knew nothing this is all news to me danny yeah so wow. jeff yeah. We're, let's since we're kind of I mean we're
0: talked into it. Like that's not really a question. Yeah,
1: we're talked into it. I mean we weren't like dissecting these movies. We just wanted to, you know, talk about it as a whole, as the three films cuz it is it's different than what we've talked about before with other Star Trek. Yeah.
0: What would you let's say since we're talking about a sequel and since we both like the Kelvin universe. What are your what are your dreams? Like what's your dream scenario for the next movie? Like you have any like We haven't prepared for this question, but do you have any like, oh, it would be cool if this happened or be cool if this was different? Got any
1: thoughts like that? No, no, I don't. Because, I mean, Into Darkness already they were tackling Khan, which was you already had the three series. You already had two movies. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Maybe I think something cool if let's say they're doing a trilogy, but I think this is going to be a movie by movie scenario i don't think they're going to lock anything in agree but it would be cool if they did maybe at the end of this one you meet like a brand new cast of the next generation and then that's where this the kelvin universe goes the timeline switches just like you know or so would so yeah, do you mean
0: a new actor portraying those characters
1: yes or, okay so like a new jean-luc picard a new pike right all that's, right not pike and um, just you know yeah yeah number one Riker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just pick up all of that. I think that would be cool.
0: I think that's a great idea. However, what I think is more realistic is I would be surprised if Paramount in this script isn't demanding a way
1: to connect this film with their TV universe. If that... that could be cool, too. Because, I mean, if you can do that... And, like, I mean, spoiler alert, but <laughs> Discovery, they're in a different uh, time now. Yeah. Uh That could totally happen. I mean... Right now, movie go- goers might
0: be a little burnt out on the idea of multiverses, but if there's a way you can get some of those actors and p- possibly even some of those plots from their TV universe into a big screen adaptation, um, I think that's just like something that Paramount wants to happen. They're they're all about making a big shared universe, and the fact that like there was the Kelvin universe that was successful. But has been away for some time, and now the TV universe is flourishing. Or,
1: or even if this movie, a spin off comes from it, and they do a limited series like an Obi-Wan. Um, I
0: think that's very it, possible, but I would also think that that adds another layer of confusion to, like, oh, wait, what We're now, we now have TV series based on all different timelines and universes. Like, what am I watching?
1: Yeah, that's cool. I'm cool with all
0: that. It's cool for nerds like us, but for casual fans, like I just recommended Star Trek Discovery to my uncle, who is not a Star Trek fan. He's never watched like any Star Trek, but he very much likes big like sci-fi, you know, space fantasy action stuff.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I worry about people like that getting bogged down in too much stuff. And I think if there's a way for them to like start to push some of this stuff back into one universe – that they'll
1: try to take advantage of that. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited just to see another movie, even if it's the last one, even if it wraps it up or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I wonder who's writing this. Have you heard anything? Looks like I heard what you
0: heard just on Wikipedia right now. Um, Noah Hawley wrote it. Um, he's, he's written some big like TV stuff. He, he, He writes Fargo. I think he's like the creator of that. Yeah. And he did that show Legion, which I actually really enjoyed. It was pretty crazy. Um, And it looks like
1: it's pretty cool.
0: Josh Friedman um, has been brought in to do a rewrite. I don't really know him too much. He wrote Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, but it's all very interesting. Jeff, the Kelvin universe, who knows where it's going to go?
1: The people creating it. No, Dan. Well, that's
0: it. That's and,
1: our Star Trek miniseries. We're done.
0: Yes. And we'll be there to watch it just like we watched the other three. Jeff. Yeah. In the meantime, we don't really know meantime. where
1: what's coming out next at this point, do we? Oh, I do. You do? Next week. Next week, Dan. Yeah. This is a big one. We, we like to celebrate monumental episodes. Okay. And next week is our 175th episode Oh, that's right. Jimmy's going to be back for that one. Jimmy is back for that one. He gave us his word. He's definitely going to be there. It's a big one. And, you know, well, I think we'll, should we tell him what we're talking about or should we wait till next week? I think we should tell him, Jeff. Okay. So next week, Jimmy doesn't even know this. So Jimmy is going to be hearing this for the first time right now. Yeah. We, Dan and I, are going to be talking Jimmy into an entertainer that we've liked for many years. Yeah. We figured we've been doing the show three years, 175 episodes. Now's the time to finally talk about Andy Kaufman. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Jimmy thinks. I don't think he's really been exposed
0: to Andy Kaufman at all. Jeff, you and no. I are fans of his standup, um, his bits, he's his classic TV like, appearances. Like, yeah. So we're going to be giving him like sort of a
1: multimedia list of stuff to check out. Right. Right. Yeah, like a YouTube playlist. Probably we're gonna to toss a bunch of clips on there. Um, yeah, I think it'll be fun. And you know, other than that, we're gonna just be we're just gonna be having fun like we always do, reveling in our 175th episode. Yeah. So in the meantime, you can find us on talkme Listen to all of our Star Trek episodes, not just Z Six, but listen to Discovery as well. We've done seven total. They're very cool. We did a whole entire Ninja Turtle series. There's like seven episodes of that we did five episodes of uh donald glover Mm -hmm. you know this is this is the third series in a row we're doing so this whole year we've just been doing like focusing on topics but before that we talk about everything like i said 175 episodes there's something there for you there's something there for your friend for your mother for your sister for your dog enemy there for your dog that we did a whole entire dog episode probably just Listen to everyone until you hear it. Yeah. Um, and check out Soda Discussions on YouTube. Every Thursday, we have a brand new episode. You can see Dan and I interacting in person. We're super cute and friendly. And Aww. we have great chemistry with each other. And we drink soda so that you don't have to. Some is good. Some is not. It's very entertaining. My mom calls it the Dan broadcast. Mm-hmm. That's cute. It's and adorable. It's Dan where can people find you personally online
0: you could find me on Twitter uh, under the name Danny underscore breakdown and check out my band disqualifier wherever you like to listen to music Jeff how about you
1: you can find me on Twitter at J E F F F F F two seven that's Jeff with five F's and number 27 I'm posting a lot of dolly pictures on there baby let's <laughs> check true. it out there's some weird stuff I'm still hooked on it I probably will never stop giving it up until i forget about it and nobody else cares about it and they're like please stop sending me these strange pictures you heard it from jeff first authorities on he's you he's never gonna
0: stop giving it up that's what he said
1: i'm never gonna i'm never gonna give stopping are up. you
0: at this point where your dialogue is ai generated jeff i love to
1: take the loads
0: <laughs> and jimmy is on everything at son of a fitch s-o-n-n S. Damn it, I can't do it as good as him. S O N N A V A F I T C H. Thank you for listening to talk me into. What will we talk you into next?
1: Don't waste your time on me. You're already the voice inside my head. No,
0: it's Andy Kaufman, folks.
1: Also recording. Count us All in, right, Daddy. Ooh, Daddy, three, two, one, clap. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was saying before that I, I was like, "Did you just call me?" And Lindsay's like, "No," and I was like, "I got a missed call at twelve <laughs> She was like, "Oh yeah, well, i called you." She also called nine one one twice and six 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 six, and I was like, "Cool." Your baby's metal. Dude, she's so metal. She's going to have the cops show up and demons yeah, and daddy. (laughs)
0: They're going to be like, oh, did someone dial 911? Oh, just my daughter before she tried to summon Satan. She wanted you here for that. Yeah, just in case things went awry, they could stand by and watch. Or maybe she just realizes that all cops are bastards and she was trying to send them to hell.
1: Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. I like your baby sorcery. Your kid's cool, man. Cool. Why don't you start this one? Sure.
0: Hold on, there's an airplane flying and it's very loud. I, I have my windows open because it's warm here. Yeah, cool. All right, that should be quiet enough. Ready? Yeah. I am recording.
1: I am recording. All right, I'm going to count us down and we're going to clap. Yep. Three, two, one. That was like I the do it slowest at a different countdown. speed every time. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do another one?
0: Yeah, because I don't even know if I was in time with
1: you. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Clap.
0: Much better. Okay.
1: Much better. Much, much better. Really cool.